Sorry, I was just outside and air quality <laughs> sucks. <laughs> air quality. I was wanting to go for the trifecta of beginning our third podcast in a row by complaining about how hot it is outside. But I see that you have figured that out now because of the, the what do they call this, a heat dome or an air inversion or a high... Yeah. <laughs> the air quality uh alert air, or something air quality alert yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we got some heavy stale hot air and all of our pollution won't leave it, it's just lingering it's just sitting and hanging around <laughs> and it is noticeable i'll tell you yeah Ugh. it kind of smells like a like a steel mill where dad worked at the steel mill i would drive down past there sometimes and they could always just smell the sulfur or whatever that was the pollution in the air yep uh-huh. and i think i think out west now with like some of the forest fires going on i know there's people that you ever get that where you can see the smoke in the skies or you might not get that i've no, seen it before I don't, here in wisconsin yeah there was something i think last year we had some weird night skies you know when the sun starts going down and they said it was from uh, forest fires out west. Yeah. And then crazy. I saw in the news that there is a volcano erupting in Iceland. Yeah. And they said that if it gets bad, it could disrupt air travel between North America and Europe. And I remember that happened a few years ago. The, there was this big volcano erupted somewhere, and it just shut down air travel for a while. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you are, but I prefer <laughs> I prefer clean air to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is actually uh-huh. one of my prem- preferences as well. I, I do prefer yeah. the clean you know air how, like, polluted. <laughs> you know how they say too, like, you know, everything that is enjoyable is bad for you. You know, Oreo cookies, um, you know, that rich food that you eat, you know, it's just plugging up your arteries. It's just bad for you. And it's like the same thing with wood smoke. Yeah, it just smells so awesome. And it elicits childhood memories and just happy times. And then you learn that <laughs> it's not it's not very healthy to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I I know mm-hmm. exactly what you mean. It's, it's you know, to if you've been around it and growing up and it, it brings back those memories and I it's just it's enjoyable actually. I mean Yeah. I love it. I am um, a naturally inquisitive person and when i hear stuff you know or if there's a belief that someone has i take the time just to research it a little bit i don't go that deep into it but i try to get a general understanding but i can't remember where it came from but i started researching wood smoke and i am around it a lot as i'm sure you are too with that outdoor wood boiler yep you know, I, you know, every day, twice a day when I open that door, you know, I'm getting blasted by smoke, but it smells awesome. <laughs> but I looked into it and I, it was depressing because the particulate matter in the smoke, it, it, it's bad for you. And there's this, it's called PM 2.5. It's like 2.5 microns per something. And it can like get into your bloodstream through your lungs. Yeah. (laughs) You know, 
yeah so i was thinking oh my god you know and they said well they said if you just smell it you know at a campfire it's not going to harm you but prolonged exposure and i says well wait a second <laughs> i have prolonged exposure to wood smoke you know every day it was kind of a yeah it was kind of an eye-opener and it just goes back to the oreo cookies or the <laughs> the apple pie <laughs> the dr pepper you know everything that's everything. brings you joy in life turns out to be bad for you <laughs> yeah i i have my boiler it kind of like enclosed in a shed so i was really noticing it like i would come in from filling up and i'd blow my nose and i would just see you know soot uh-huh. so now i've started in when i when i go out i put on like one of those respirator air filter things oh you do and, and i just wear that as i'm filling it and it's made a big difference like i've, I've actually noticed i'm not hacking <laughs> as uh-huh. much in the winter and yeah huh. it's crazy yeah mine is outdoors and when you open the door at first there's like a big billowing smoke that comes out of the door and I try to stay out of the way of that, but you know, I'm not, I'm not totally escaping it. I don't wear a mask or anything, but yeah, I think um, being in the open, maybe, it's a little different. Yeah. But it's still, that was depressing when I read that. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, maybe I should have just remained ignorant on, on wood smoke, but yeah. And that's where, uh, the other time that this came up, I, delivered to this one restaurant and they have a chain of restaurants and there's one up in Cleveland and it is in a very affluent area. And, you know, they, they cook with wood and they, when they open for business, they start getting a lot of complaints from the neighbors because it was filling up their neighborhood with, with wood smoke. Mm. And I thought, wow, that would be a great problem to have. You know, you could just smell all this wood smoke. And then, uh, but they, you know, they cited all these health problems with it. Maybe that's when I started looking into it. I was thinking, well, what the heck, you know, is there really health problems with smelling wood smoke? Well, there is. (laughs) Yep. Turns out there is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there is. And that's where like some of these municipalities and cities and these, homeowner associations, which we don't really have that many here in Ohio, but you see, you know, there's like big lawsuits or some person gets fined, you know, thousands of dollars because they dared to put up an American flag, you know, because yeah. it violates the, the H, the H, what are they? HOAs that, um, yeah, I think that's you know, right. Yeah. That you get into a community like that and then they pass rules where you can't, you, you know, you can't build a house with a chimney or you can't burn wood for heat. Yeah, that's, there's and some that just crazy, seems, crazy that rules. That just seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, I don't know how you are, Dan. I live a practical lifestyle, <laughs> which means I don't get wrapped around the axle with politics and with, you know, I mean, I got a friend, he, he, I think he just finds it enjoyable but when you get to know him, he's not very happy because he's mad all the time. And he's always <laughs> complaining about politics and this and that. And I know for a fact that he loses sleep because of a <laughs> congresswoman uh, that he just can't stand. And then I, you know, I don't pay attention to this stuff. Well, the congresswoman isn't even in his district. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I go on to find out that she's not even in his state, but he just loses his brain over this because yep. this, this, she doesn't like it. I was like, well, of course she's not of your beliefs because she's not from your district. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way this is supposed to work. But people just get so wrapped around the axle when they, you know, well, they're coming after, you know, well, are they in your neighborhood? You know, these rules, <laughs> you know, and, and just because a city on the other side of the country passes an ordinance about wood spoke, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm sitting out here in the country and I'm thinking, well, that's weird. Well, I don't live in the city. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, maybe that is weird to me, but that's just the way I live. So why do I worry about what's going on in someone else's <laughs> town and someone else's state? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think I think though um a lot of the uh like complaints and I guess potential regulations have actually been like kind of heard by the manufacturers of like outdoor wood boilers because I know yeah. they're now starting to have like gasification units that reburn the uh the smoke and the fumes to try to burn off as much as they can and you know they mm -hmm. they require like more seasoned wood in order to function properly. So I think you know, and it only makes sense. I mean, for me, like I add an, an additional uh, height, another section of a uh, stack to my chimney on my boiler, just because it was kind of close to my neighbors and I wanted the smoke to be up and out, you know, blowing out as much as possible. So uh -huh. there is, I think, a little common sense and courtesy as a wood burner you could take to, you know, I guess maybe lessen the... Uh, complaints and potential future yeah. regulations uh-huh yeah where do you think we're going where do you see firewood dan in the next 10 20 30 50 years oh man that is a great question uh -huh. i i continue to see just kind of what's been happening with more and more maybe not necessarily regulations being put in place but i think um, more awareness, both like on the, you know, if you're a wood burner, like you should probably start becoming aware of burning seasoned wood is better, you know, than yeah. burning non-seasoned wet wood, putting a lot of smoke in the air. And then yeah. from a manufacturing side of it, just continuing to innovate and find ways to burn emissions and reduce, you know, as much as you can. Yeah. That's what I understand. Now I'm not an expert here. But what I understand, you know, these newer, I just call them EPA stoves, you know, the wood stoves that we had growing up was just like a steel box. Yep, <laughs> a <know>? barrel. <laughs> yeah, with a, with, a, with a smokestack on it. But these newer ones, you know, I, I don't know. Everyone wants to complain about them. But from the people that I know that have them, they're the real deal. You know, they've gone from, the one guy says he can heat his house, you know, with like a stick of firewood overnight. Yeah, you know, that's how efficient they are. They recycle the smoke or they reburn the smoke and it they get more heat out of it. And it's also burning all that particulate matter off before it goes up in the atmosphere. I think those are cool. But what I had learned was if there was an expectation that the air quality would be much better in areas where these stoves were installed and it's not happening. And they've said the reason it's not happening is because people aren't burning dry you know seasoned firewood right yeah yeah there still mm -hmm. is that i guess responsibility on the on the user <laughs> you know it's like you know you can burn 
you can like in my boiler, I can anything I throw in there, I can end up burning it. You know, it'll yeah. it'll eat through it. So you better believe it. You know, I could go cut a tree right now, throw it in there, and it would just smoke like crazy. And uh-huh. and you know, but if I I take the responsibility to season my wood properly to try to reduce, you know that that smoke. Sure. Out where I live, I know people that have because you know we don't have neighbors out here. People have, you know, they burn their garbage. People have burned, <laughs> they've thrown tires in there, shingles. Oh know? my gosh. Yeah, I'm serious. Yep. <laughs> Talk about, you know, something that's not healthy to breathe air, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, th- I think in the future, I mean, I, I, I don't ever see, you know, like a full ban on burning firewood. That I don't ever think. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, but that kind of annoys me. I can see more, <laughs> you know, awareness and more maybe, I guess, uh, attention being paid towards, you know, the burning of seasoned wood and having like as much uh, gasification or burning of the yeah. emissions as you can. I And I think that there, as there should be, and that's where, <laughs> you, you know, the way I see the world, I don't see it through any political lens. Again, I stress practicality here and it's just like automobiles you know if we weren't looking to improve and develop we'd still be driving you know the model t right uh but you know look what we got now (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean the 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 cars are pretty cool you know for what we demand out of them you know they're they're pretty cool and you start seeing this now in in appliances if you have a forced air gas furnace how much efficient, more efficient they are now. Yep. Uh, my dad's house, which was built in the sixties, had a gas furnace, but it had a big clay line chimney because of all the heat loss that came out of it. Now the new ones just have a little two inch schedule 40 pipe that sticks out the side <laughs> of the wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, that they're Crazy. so much more efficient. So you're starting to see that now with these Franklin stoves, you know, with these newer EPA style stoves with a recycler or a catalyst in them. I think they're pretty slick. The way I see the firewood industry or just firewood in general in the next 50 years, I think you're going to see exactly what we have now. Uh, Maybe more efficient stoves. There might be more local, locally driven rules on, on air quality and, you know, new construction that, you know, you can't have a fireplace and a new construction, but I don't, I don't see anything global or national no. or statewide. I think that that is just, I don't know. I think that's just, <laughs> some people, I think they just like to create angst like that and just create problems that don't really exist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because yep. it makes them feel, I don't know, comfortable to find people that they're different from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, definitely I see more and more technology driving, you know, better results. But in the end, it's still going to come down to, you know, what I put in my boiler is going to affect what comes out. I would hope that there's trees (laughs) in 50 years. (laughs) I would hope that we become better at reforestation. Although I have been reading too on that, that there are really more trees now in the United States than there were a hundred years ago. Yeah. You know, there has been a push to, to plant more trees. 
but you know, it takes a while for some of these trees to grow <laughs> before yeah. we could use them again. Yeah. But I, I would hope that there's trees. I would hope that the firewood industry could professionalize as well. And we could drive this concept of seasoned firewood, you know, that yeah. we take ownership of that. If we are advertising seasoned firewood, that's ex actually what we're selling. And if there is a problem coming down the road in the form of legislation that we disagree with, <laughs> maybe it could be avoided. Right. Mm -hmm. Have you have you heard at all about like any uh, alternative firewoods out there, like the hemp log? I have not. Yeah. Are you burning I... hemp up there in Wisconsin? <laughs> Well, not in that form, but uh, <laughs> or the form you were probably insinuating. But, <laughs> but no, I've I've actually uh, seen where there is a company out there that they produce what's called the hemp log, and it's made from hemp, and apparently it burns great. And if you know anything about hemp, it grows extremely fast. And and oh I, wow, that's another thing that uh, I think there's gonna there's possibly going to be, you know, in the future more and more uh, maybe alternatives too. Firewood sure. that create the same result, you know, burning for heat or burning, right? I don't know, for recreation, <laughs> recreational use. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I hear that, though, okay, so if you're looking for a a clean burning alternative, you know, for a weekend of fires, but if you're looking to heat that with that. I'm looking at it more globally here. It takes input and energy to create that log yep. <laughs> to take some type of a waste material to compress it, to make it into a log and then to market it and ship it. Cause that's probably being made in, you know, five States away. And then, so it has to be shipped. And that's why our firewood is such a logical, locally sourced solution for heating. Exactly. You know, yeah. and I think that's when you start losing that. But even with the firewood that we make here, I have so much sawdust and scraps and I don't have anything to do with them. So I just dump them on the ground. Ooh. Would I throw them into the furnace this winter? Or I, I got a, a guy that takes my, some of my sawdust for his chickens, but not all of it. Yeah. But maybe there could be some developments in our industry on, you know, making use of this waste, either returning it to the soil for fertilizer for the future forests or, or being able to heat with it in some way too. Yeah. Pack it into pellets, pellet burning yeah. stoves. There pellets you. are interesting. Have you ever yeah. seen one of those machines that they make them? They're pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't lay awake at night worrying about the firewood industry being shut down. I just think that's just a silly, <laughs> right. that's just a silly thought. It's just not, it's just not true. Yeah. So if, if anything, it's just going to have to adapt like everything else. Like you mentioned the car, like, you know, if, mm -hmm. I mean, they have refrigerators out there now that as you take stuff out of the refrigerator, it keeps track of how much you use and it will, like give you your grocery list. Like it's automated where, you know, like it tells your <laughs> fridge tells you you're low on milk. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's crazy what 
uh, innovation and technology can do. So I think in 50 years, firewood definitely still be here. There just might be some advancements in how we use it. If I had one of those devices on my woodshed, it would be stuck on, you need more wood. (laughs) Daily reminder, Joe, you need more firewood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I do believe, though, that you're probably going to start seeing regional dynamics or local where there is, you know, people that agree to live in a community somewhere and they don't want wood smoke, which, you know, that's their loss. Yes. (laughs) But, uh, but that is why we have our towns and counties and cities and states set up the way that they are so that you can have laws and rules and regulations that reflect your local standards. Yep. And and that's where I think you get people that get wrapped around the axle worrying about something that's happening 10 states over uh, because that's their problem and they are dealing it with their way. So (laughs) that's the practical side of me. I'll worry (laughs) about it when it happens here on my street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm glad I'm sometimes tuned out from, most everything in the world. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, I do care. There are things that I care about, but I, I see it through the lens of what does this mean to me? Right. Uh, I don't, I don't fight no one else's fight. I don't, you know, I just, I pay attention to things that I can control. So in so in twenty so in ten years, will the Ohio wood wood burner fleet of delivery vehicles be all self driving electric trucks? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I will give you the address to the nursing home I'll be staying at, and stop by, and I'll tell you then. <laughs> yes, I'll uh-huh. I'll be sure to check in. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if you could fuel a vehicle with firewood and deliver firewood with that firewood fueled vehicle? <laughs> uh huh. There, I saw somewhere a you can make a combustion engine run on firewood. They had they built it inside of like a fifty five gallon drum, and they would collect the gases and it would pipe to the carburetor. Oh, yeah. there you go. I've, <laughs> or you could have a Stanley steamer and just, you know, steam a pot of water and create steam and you can yes. use fire just like a locomotive. Nice. That would be, that would be, let me tell you, you yeah. could really turn some heads then going down the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, I thought this was interesting. Another, another topic that's sparked mm-hmm. some, uh, I guess, thoughts in my mind the future of firewood future of firewood yeah i think the future is bright it's a renewable resource it is locally sourced there's not a lot of transportation and uh shipping you know from guatemala (laughs) to ohio like tomatoes and strawberries and it's uh, it supports local economy and you know, if, if you handle it 
responsibly. It's a great, reliable heating source. That is correct. The future is bright. It's burning bright, the future of Fairwood. <laughs> Dan, what do you say? Let's head on outside and we'll get you back, heading back to Wisconsin. Yes, that sounds good. I'll strike up the band and I will once again thank everyone for tuning in to the number one rated po Firewood podcast in the world, The Woodhounds. That's right. We want to thank everyone for tuning in and making us the number one Firewood broadcast in the world. And, I hope, that, and I hope that everyone stays fun and remaining cool <laughs> and have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>